welcome back to our meditation circle this week. I'm super excited about this week because I love, love, love language. And we're going to be looking at the power of our words. You know, the recognition that the words that we're speaking <laughs> do create the world. And of course, we're going to be um, looking at it from the perspective of Reverend Ike and his wonderful book um, that we are sharing this week. We're actually in chapter 10, and he's talking about the thrill of it all. And he's speaking to, to words and uh, learning how to use those words properly since they are so powerful. So I'm going to go ahead and share the screen so uh, that we can get into the reading today. And so chapter 10, The Thrill of It All by our wonderful Reverend Ike. So Daniel, did you want to start reading? Maybe we can tag team it. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. My word that goes forth out of my mouth shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Isaiah 55:11. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain. Habakkuk 2.2 A science of living principle. When you speak in faith, when you speak in love, when you speak in the spirit, the words you speak become the word of God that goes forth out of your mouth to accomplish that which you have spoken. We are told in the scriptures, write the vision and make it plain. This means that you should know exactly what you want and be very clear about it. If you speak your word and it is definite and positive, what you want will come to you and it will come to you in ways which might seem miraculous. Now, everything may not come in a seemingly miraculous way, and I want to be very clear on this. If you learn how to, how to be definite and positive in describing the good which you desire, and in speaking your word concerning it, it will have to come to you. And that is what I find so thrilling about this teaching and about this ministry. Every day I get so many letters from people who have put my teachings into practice. They write and tell me of the many ways the good desires come about. Sometimes, I have experiences that really blow my mind, too. Recently, I had one such experience, but I have to warn you that sometimes these things sound crazy. You see, the intellect really can't handle more than it can explain by reason. But this is the truth. This is what happened to me. The story of the blue shoes. I wanted some dark blue shoes, so I decided to go down to Hollywood Boulevard in Los Angeles. I went to a particular shoe store, and I spoke to the manager, whom I know. I said, I want a pair of blue shoes. I don't, I don't want any high heels or any high platforms. As I looked around, the only blue ones I saw had very high heels, and I was afraid I might fall off those shoes. I told him I wanted regular heels and soles. He had quite a conversation with his salesman to establish whether or not they had those blue shoes, and... Then, they turned to me and said, we don't have any of them. The manager went back to helping another gentleman that he was waiting on before I came into the store. 
Then inside of one minute, he went into the stockroom and brought out a pair of blue shoes for the other gentleman. Watch this now. You don't have to believe it because my intellect doesn't either. I said to him, how is it that you told me you didn't have any blue shoes like I wanted? Those you have there are blue shoes. He looked at the shoes he had in his hands and said, I never saw those shoes before. I said, bring them over here. He brought them over and guess what? They were exactly my size. He called the clerk over and they both swore they never saw those shoes before. And they walk in and out of the stockroom at least a hundred times a day. The more you become aware of the power of your mind, the power of your word, the more you will demonstrate it. There are several things about this incident which really astounded me. Number one, the manager picked up those shoes within one minute after I asked for them and just after he got through explaining he didn't have them. Both the salesman and the manager established that they didn't have them. Number two, they were exactly my size and exactly what I wanted. In the third place, they did not know what to charge me for these shoes because they had never seen them before. They had to make a price. I had made the shoes with my work, so I bought them. All that is too much to be a coincidence. Here is another thing. They went back to where they found those shoes and found some more. And so I said to them, you send me my, commis my commission for the rest of those shoes because I spoke them into existence. <laughs> you know, I have to share that something like that happened to me uh, several times, actually. It was really similar. <laughs> I, uh, I had moved into an apartment and I bought um, an entertainment center to mm -hmm. put my music system and my television, right? And I, it needed to be the exact color because I wanted a gray television and I wanted a gray entertainment center um, music system to fit on this perfect shelving that I had. Mm -hmm. I had an idea of what I wanted things to look like. It was kind of the southwestern pastel with gray. And <laughs> and I didn't have any money for it. I, you know, no money that I could think of, not from my paycheck or anything. And I, But I just decided that I was going to get, you know, a television set that day. And I didn't think about it. I didn't say, oh, I can't have or I don't have. I just said, I'm, I'm going to get a television set. And I went to the store and I decided to go shopping for it. And so back then it was Sears. And I went into Sears at the mall. Mm -hmm. And I started looking at television sets. And a man came up to me and he said, oh, I see you're shopping for television sets. And I said, yeah. I said, and I explained to him that I had just moved and I got this, you know, beautiful shelving. I wanted the perfect size, perfect color television set. And he says, well, pick exactly what you want and, and I'll get it for you. He said, and you can go just pick it up at the, uh, the pickup desk uh, when you're done. No problem. Just let me know which one. And I looked at the man. Of course, I was a little frightened because these things just don't happen. <laughs> and I'm like, what does he want? You know, mm -hmm. is he a stalker? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> and so 
something just said, you know, go with it. And I, and I looked at him and I said, I said, are you sure? I said, well, you know, and at that time I was a barber. And mm-hmm. so I gave him my business card and I said, Hey, you know, you've got free haircuts for a year. You know, here's my card. Here's two cards, <laughs> you know? And so that made me feel better about it. Cause here I was, you know, I was, I was paying for them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> with my services. So I went on and, you know, he waited for me over on the side and, and I told him, yeah, I, I want this television. So he said, he said, it's done. You can just go pick up, pick it up at the, at the desk. <laughs> I never that's a, heard that's from a that wow. gentleman. He never came to get a haircut. But, but that's a wow. Yeah, that was a wow. That's a wow. That's a wow. Yeah, that's all <laughs> I have for that. <laughs> Well, it happened again. <laughs> Go on, tell me. I bought a uh, I bought a chocolate uh, chocolate coat. It was it was suede chocolate, and it was really cute. And I said, I need some boots for this. You know? <laughs> and again, I didn't have it in my budget to get some new suede boots, but I just said, you know, I'm going to the mall to shop for. <laughs> I went to the mall, and I'm looking at boots and. Again, this is another man walked up to me. <laughs> he said, "Hey, I see you're shopping for boots." <laughs> and because this was the second time this happened, I just had to laugh, you know. <laughs> and he said, he said, "Hey, I'm serious." He said, "You just take your time. I'll wait over here." And you know, so same thing happened. And I said, "Here, you know, free haircuts for a year. Much appreciation." He said no problem. And I ended up with the perfect boots that I went to go shopping for without any idea of how I was going to get them. I just decided that I was getting some boots. Wow. <laughs> and these things like that have happened when I just, you know, went for it and said this is what I want. And mm. I didn't have any thought as to whether it was possible. or how I was going to do it there was no thought to how it was just this is what I want it was really really amazing that <laughs> so is a wow it, it really is but it, but it is it is the the truth i mean i bet everyone could come up with these types of stories mm-hmm. you know and and that's why we continue to to search for some sort of guidance some sort of formula right Yeah. on how to how to get these things to happen more often than not. <laughs> And I think Dr. Ike nailed or Reverend Ike nailed it when he said this defies intellect. Yeah, yes. Right? Like we can't necessarily reason through this uh, because even we probably wouldn't believe it. But uh as far as like you said like a formula or a scheme, a schema, <laughs> um I think the universe just has its weight. It's law. Yeah, I think it does. it it does and i think you know like what we're working with today you know in this book and and what we read and and all of the uh, influencers you know that we that we try to to glean from um it it is helpful because i think there are lots of little puzzle pieces to put together you know in this in this scientific experience called our lives as individuals mm-hmm. and collectively um that that there there are more there are tools out there to help us to to live 
you know, a life as smooth as possible. Certainly we're not going to get everything we want whenever we want, <laughs> you know, but, but to do it more often and, and with less struggle, I think is really the key um, to, to see it as, as a fun game, if you will. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how it is meant to be. I, that's how I believe that it's meant to be. Yeah. In your instances, like the, the scenarios that you described, do you yeah. feel or do you remember if you just kind of had the intention, but none of the details? I just had the intention that I that I was I was going to get those boots. I was going to get that television. And the universe filled in the details. Yeah. And I just I had decided that I was going to get them. I didn't I didn't know that I was going to get them that day, you mm -hmm. know, or, or the when or the the who or the how much they were going to cost or, or anything. I just knew exactly what I wanted. Mm. Yeah, that they, and I think that we're going to get to that in um, Reverend Ike's book, that there was, there was this real clarity. But I think the most important tip to it was that I didn't go to the how. Mm. It was just really clear about what I wanted, you know, without any kind of, of doubt or deviation or whether I deserved it or whether I should get it now or or any of that yeah defying the intellect for sure intellect would, would have gotten in the way yeah yeah as as with your instance there was no you just moved through the hurdles you know as you needed to and and it happened <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. you stepped away I mean you started out with the intellect and then you just let it go Mm. yeah yeah we can be we we can <laughs> i think everyone has those stories and so i think as we move through our lives we we gain more of these stories and um if we're willing you know not to let fear get in the way we can move more smoothly yeah mm -hmm. so I, i'll go ahead and with the reading from here um the more you are aware the more you will demonstrate. This is not the first time this thing has happened to me. It happens to me all the time. It happens to me because I know the infinite mind power of God in me. And because I keep my conscious mind as well as my subconscious mind tuned in to the good I desire. You don't have to believe that if you don't want to, but I find these things happening in my life more and more. I want you to recognize that you have the same power. The more you become aware of the power of your mind, the power of your word, the more you will demonstrate it. Be choosy. Now, I want you to notice what I did to get those shoes. I defined exactly what I wanted. That is my word. Your word should always define exactly what you want. Many times when you speak your word, you don't get what you want because you don't say exactly what you want. When I go into a store now and I did it purposefully on the occasion of the shoes. I purposefully do not say, do you have such and such? 
I say, give me such and such, or I want such and such. When I went in for those shoes, I didn't say to them, do you have? I said, I want, give me. They said they didn't have them, but I didn't accept that. What I did, I, well, what did I say? Give me, I want. And I defined exactly what I wanted. I have told you this many times before. Be choosy. Know what you want. Say what you want. When you speak, be very definite. When I went in there and said exactly what I wanted concerning those blue shoes, I was very definite. And those blue shoes had to come from somewhere. Now, some people speak their word negatively by always talking or always complaining about things that they don't like. And here again, you know what a complaint is. It is a negative word that brings you more to complain about. Once you become a chronic, habitual complainer, you are always speaking more into existence to complain about. (laughs) I love that. Well, you know, that goes back to, and certainly he's not speaking on that quantum level here, (laughs) but we know that everything has frequency, right? Everything has a vibration and that everything that is on that vibrational frequency tends to attract one another more of it tends to accumulate in that particular frequency. I mean, it's so powerful. He's mm-hmm. just demonstrating it on a, on a very grounded and natural, you know, way of looking at it. And he, he, he takes it very biblical, you know, which, which of course I believe that the Bible is explaining quantum physics and quantum mechanics. It's just explaining it into, into a very um, basic language. Um, that the people of that time could understand. And, and something that I think is important to bring out here is I actually looked at the etymology of the word, uh, word. You know, the, the word word, command, order, decree, edict, mandate, bidding, pledge, a vow. <laughs> a bond, a declaration. And, and it comes from uh, the German wort, which is pretty much a concoction or a brew that's used as medicine, like an, an herbal mixture or a concoction. And so with that, you know, there's a, there's a blending of, right? There's an intentional comb- combination of things that have energy to create medicine, to create something. And so there's definitely a connection to that with that, with the, the meaning of the word, word. So there's real powerful, powerful, mm-hmm. um, powerful energy be- behind what we speak. You know, I think it's all very interesting. And I just, I just love, I love it. I love words. <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> 
and he goes on to to write um the thrill of it all your mind power will do anything for you that you make clear you know and as he said in the paragraph uh before this one it can be negative you know it 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 can be negative you can by constantly identifying what you don't like what's wrong constantly speaking about what you don't want you begin to bring more of that about because that is how powerful we are you know and looking at that uh original scripture that he spoke of i believe it's isaiah uh 5511 where it's speaking to uh the word going out and that it cannot return to you void you know a lot of people um and i think the translations probably support this belief that that's just speaking about about god the creator that this is this is true about only you know the creator but i believe this is speaking to us because you know as as creation we have the essence of that creator within us as as river nike speaks of the the god in us so we would have um similar power you know to speak the word and knowing that it is not going to return to us void that we are creators we're co-creators and it's so important that whether we're doing it consciously or not that we're always doing it and so we might as well be aware of you know how we are wielding our wand of words how we're utilizing this power mm, i love it Okay. So your mind power will do anything for you that you make clear. Now, what could be more thrilling than that? We're told in the scriptures, write the vision and make it plain. Many of you keep your subconscious mind completely confused. Your mind doesn't know what you want and you don't either. You are always speaking your world of experience into existence. I'm going to say that one again. You are always speaking your world of experience into existence. And it's up to you to speak it as you wish it to be. But first of all, you have to know what you want to be, to do, and to have. Everything that you want, be definite about it. And you'll surprise your intellectual process at the results that you begin to get when you learn to say exactly what you want. And then he says, "Oh, the power of your word." <laughs> Wow. Is that clear or is that clear? <laughs> the clarity of the word. And so with that, I just want to begin the meditation part and just begin to settle yourself wherever you are, making sure that you are in a comfortable place. where you can just begin to take some deep breaths of this good 
air that we breathe, this air that's filled with energy and light from the environment of wherever you are, know that because you're breathing it in, you are purifying it right here and right now. And just before we go into that space, I want you to close your eyes for a moment. I'm just going to preface this with something that Maya Angelou has said. She says, words are like little energy pellets that shoot forth into the invisible realm of life. And although we cannot see the words, she said, words become the energy that fills a room. It fills the environment, it fills our minds. She also described how the words stick to the walls, to the furniture, to the curtains, and to our clothing. She believed that words in our environment seep into our being and become a part of who we are. And so with that thought in mind, around the power of words, I just invite you to close those eyes if you haven't already done so. And just begin to fill yourself with all the words that you so most want to hear. Words that are speaking the absolute divine truth about you. Words that speak to the wonderful things that you've done in your life. Words that speak to the wonderful things that you have yet to accomplish in your life. Speaking positive words that others have said about you to you. And just allow yourself to speak only wonderful truths. And just listen. And allow those words to fill you. To fill that room. To fill the entire living space that you're in, beyond the room that you're in. Allow those positive truths to span out into the neighborhood. out into the block. Let those affirmative words of truth, of love, of compassion, span out into the town or the city as they just continue to spread out 
into the entire state, the, the country, out into the entire globe, the universe. Let those words of love and affirmation of absolute truth spread out into the multi-dimensions of existence and experience. And see yourself as a divine instrument of this universal power of word. That you are an instrument of the healing sword of truth. That those vibrations that come through your vocal cords ring out to heal as a salve where they're needed. And just allow yourself to continue to ring out these healing vibrations because the world needs them. See them going into the dark corners of the world that have been absence of healing and need them so much. See them spreading to the people that need encouragement and support around the world, including yourself. See them ringing like bells in the ears of those who need to hear it the most. And just allow yourself to do that for a few moments. And just allow yourself to relish in this experience of being that divine instrument. And now just allow all of those uplifting and beautiful words of truth and love to verberate back onto you. Feel your body vibrate with these beautiful words, these sounds of truth. As you accept them in to every pore, into every cell as you record these words of love and truth down into your very DNA 
And as you allow your body to ring like a bell of all of this wonderful healing frequency, say these affirmations, these affirmative truths after me. I am a divine instrument of universal power. I am a divine reflection of universal love. I am perfection at its best. I am whole and complete. I am unlimited and abundant. I am divinely capable. I am a beauty to behold. I am joy in motion. I am the greatest miracle in the world. I am the light of the world. I am all that I am and life is graced by my presence. And for this, I am so grateful. And so it is. And just allow yourself to fully absorb and vibrate with these truths about you. As you breathe them in deeply and feel your body vibrate. And when you're ready, just take a deep breath. And go ahead and open those eyes. And as we were doing this meditation of speaking truth and using the power of our words as a healing bomb for ourselves and the world. It brought to mind, I think it was a, a video that I created, it's probably on the Beyond Hypnosis channel, and 
it speaks to not using the name of God in vain. And there was a download that came about around that. That when I was a child, I always thought it was not swearing, not cussing, or saying nasty words. That I thought that that when you, you know, would say "God damn it" or whatever, that that was swearing, and that was the ultimate、uh, disgrace to say that word. And a download came to me that looking at the whole word. Name. That name is not speaking to a given name or a Christian name or whatever, a label. It is speaking to the nature of a thing. When you look at the the bare bones definition of the word name, and then when we're looking at the the nature of of God of our Creator, His nature is to create. And so, when we are speaking and using words in this creative nature that we just have innately, that we've learned today, and we've seen from our experiences that we've shared, that our words, our, our definite words, actually create, and they they do not return to us void, and that. That aspect of Creator is within us, and we express that in the words that we use. We express that in the things that we say about ourselves and other people. And so, when we look at, you know, even in the scripture where I think it's Moses who asked God what his name was or who should I say, you know, that sent me, and he said, "I am." And of course, it's been a translation of a translation, but but I am is is basically that verb to be. It is a conjugation of the verb to be, and to be is about creation or becoming something. You know, we conjugate the word、um, to be, the verbage, the idea to be. And we say that about ourselves. We say, "I am." And in proclaiming something, we are saying, "I am." That means, "I am to be." I am becoming. This is the essence of that. And so we wield that in our words, and it's quite magical when you think about it. We're claiming and proclaiming what it is that we desire to experience, to do, to have, to be. I am, and we can move it into different tenses. We can conjugate it, you know, and we can say it about other people. He is, she is, they are. It is, it will be. And so, this whole expression of using any version of "I am" is almost magical because we're proclaiming. And so we want to be very careful of not to use that power in vain. And when you look at the the meaning of the word vain, it just means、um, negatively or in an inappropriate manner, right? For for not or for nothing, in a wasteful way. 
So I think that what the scripture is telling us not to use the Lord's name, I am, in vain, is to don't use your words in a, in a wasteful way. When we are conjugating that verb to be, whether it's about ourselves or someone else, we want to do it in the most positive way. So that speaks to not gossiping about other people, saying negative things about others, and just never using the I am conjugation, the word, the verb to be in a negative way, because it is very, very powerful. Hmm. And so just the recognition that perhaps we may not want to ever say anything that we don't want to be true. <laughs> and that's a tall order, is it not? <laughs> to save our words unless we are going to say something that's positive or affirmative, something that is going to be a blessing in the world. Because when you face it, you're either being uplifting or you're being destructive. It's, it's one or the other. And um, by knowing ourselves and becoming aware of the power that's within us um, is only going to benefit us and the world at large um, because of the way that we are. We become, um, we become a demonstration of a higher way of being when we begin to live our lives this way and being very careful how we're wielding our power with the words that we speak what we write even, you know. And so just wondering with, um, with what I've shared here, did you have any kind of a comment to share from your experience or anything that's resonated? I mean, absolutely. Like taking, taking the name in vain, like this, this um, edict that, that you just described, right? When, when we say things that we don't really mean, but we say them anyway, that is just the exact definition, right? That's that's a, a demonstration of taking the name in vain, right? And I know I tend to do that quite a bit, right? Like, um, you know, when you get frustrated, instead of affirming that which, which you do want, that which uh, you will be grateful for and that you are grateful for, you, you know, we tend to become serial complainers, right? So, and I, I know what happens when when you do that, when you take the name in, take the name in vain, and when you express things that technically you say you don't desire and you don't want, and that you're resistant to, but you're actually augmenting and you're and you're reinforcing. So, completely agree with everything that you said. I think that, um, and this is maybe why. <laughs> at least from, from what I've observed, um, these very uh, traditional societies, like this very indigenous kind of like um, so-called tribal societies were selectively and are selectively verbal. And I noticed that uh, they, t they, only t they really only tend to speak when they have something meaningful to say. And 
I think that that's kind of reflected in how abundant their lives were and, and how well they lived their lives, right? They obviously tended to be very happy people, right? And just pleasant and, and in harmony. And I think that it's just a demonstration of how, how important words are. Right? And we shouldn't take them for granted. Yeah, thank you so much for bringing that out, Daniel. Um, we can definitely learn from, uh, from the indigenous populations around the world. And they were in harmony. They, they really understood and connected with the, the spirit world, which, which certainly science is catching up with that now <laughs> in understanding that, uh, that there is this quantum soup that, that we speak into, right? And that we create through. Now we move these frequencies of, of word and thought through and uh, that they become pixelated, if you will, into matter. <laughs> and, uh, and the ancients knew that. Uh, they, they knew it very well. But here, you know, in the time that we're living in, um, you know, I guess as societies degrade from the beginning, right? Um, when there was when there was no time, you know, um, we we forget, and everyone is is living in in meme world, right? <laughs> um, it, it's more important to to be visible and to just say something, right, rather than to just be silent. Because um, if you're if you're silent, then you're not as interesting, you're not as funny. You're not as cool. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a, a lost art to be selective about what we're saying. Being very careful and recognizing the power. And thoughts. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. you, we wouldn't we wouldn't have word without thought, right? So I think it's probably even more important to be but also far more challenging to be as uh, cognizant of what we think <laughs> and the words that we're expressing to ourselves internally as we are of what is being spoken. Yeah. Right? It's a challenge, but, I, you know, that's where I think you, you really start to... That's where I think it's, it's really possible for you to um, really make this this effort of uh, consciously or, or willfully bringing forth your experience through perception. Yeah. Right? So it, it doesn't even have to be verbally affirmed, but just to, to affirm to oneself, even internally, is, is meaningful and powerful. And that's where mastery comes in, in, in really uh, understanding ourselves you know, and understanding our, our internal uh, motivations. You know, as we were talking earlier, is the motivation to run from some, something or to move towards? And, um, and you spoke to it clearly there of, uh, as opposed to complaining about what we don't want, um, you know, we can verbalize, maybe to verbalize to correct the situation, to verbalize that which we do want to see and to experience 
um, no need to negate or try to cancel out with, I don't like this, um, but affirming that which we do want. I mean, that, that's more of a, um, we're pulling out of the, the vain use of words, right? We're using them more skill, skillfully as, as wands <laughs> to, to uh, create uh, words that are going to, um, to be the, the soothing and the healing, healing bond, putting them in proper combinations, elixirs, if you will. You know that are going to be positive, useful, and beneficial, as opposed to tearing down. Yeah, this life is 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 a thrill. I, you know, Reverend Reverend Ike here, the thrill of it all. <laughs> Every day to just to just learn self, and to gain more tools in and how to apply um, this this wonderful power that we are. You know, I just love it. I just love it. That's why I love doing this. And I so appreciate you uh, being a part of it and, and being on this journey with me and, and all the listeners and viewers that we get to share what this with. Um, just, just so grateful. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. Yes. And with that, I, I guess we will close out uh, this meditation circle. Um, unless you have anything you'd like to add, Daniel, or anything you'd like to say, so welcome. Just once again, um, so grateful for what you do week after week, year after year. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Have a great week. Blessings. Yeah. And, and everyone take good care and um, just something to be mindful about today and and just do more of this meditation, speaking the truth. The absolute truth is that you are whole and complete. We're all growing and processing and developing and becoming more. But we are. We are wonderful as we are. Peace and blessings. Until next time, thank you for joining us. <laughs>